Electric Sports Talk, a podcast dedicated entirely to sports and only sports. Today, 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 we talk NASCAR. Now here are your hosts, Ty, Amos, and Chris. All right, welcome into the show, ladies and gentlemen. Nice to have you on another episode of the Electric Sports Talk. Back with some more NASCAR talk on this episode. Breaking down what happened at the Roval. We have quite the opinions to get to from the sounds of it. Uh, maybe Chris's will be the least intriguing from the sounds of it, huh, Chris? I'm still pissed off at what William Byron pulled off. Oh, yeah, the whole, yeah, we'll have to talk about that, too. Uh, so, yeah, we missed a few things. Well, two things, I guess, after we recorded the show last week. A few things come out, uh, so we'll be sure to address those. And maybe you were confused listening to our show <laughs> a little, but hey, it's the information we had at the time. So sounds like there will also be more information coming out after our show on a particular incident that happened at the Roval. So we'll talk about who got cut after the round of 12, who made the round of 8, and why Amos is mad about it, and then... <laughs> Uh, we'll look forward to Vegas. Break down, you know, how we think all these eight drivers will do in these uh, three races moving forward, and who is the developing favorite? Or we already pretty much nailed that down. All right, Chris, how you doing? We already know you're on the show. How are you? I'm doing lovely today. Really? You're, it's a fine Monday. You said you were trying to uh, not be controversial before the show. I was just trying to keep, you know, duck and cover with Amos. <laughs> He was ready to start throwing haymakers in here. All right, Amos is ready to throw the haymakers. How are you, Amos? I am great. I don't know that I'm necessarily ready to throw haymakers. I just have a strong opinion about the race, and I don't care if you don't like it. Okay, well, I'm sure that uh, we'll have split opinions. (laughs) Or, in Chris's case, maybe people just won't care. We'll see. Uh, All right, so let's get into what happened before this race at the Roval. Uh, important to note, first off, that we were speculating on whether Bowman would be able to go or not. Uh, it was announced literally as we were leaving uh, from recording our show that uh, he was going to be out, so Gregson took over. Um, he was racing okay, too, from what I remember, and then got wrecked in the melee that was those last few laps. Um, I think I predicted he wouldn't be there. Yeah, and then we all told you, no, you're wrong. So, yeah. how's it But feel? I was right. How's it feel, Chris? Well, you know, feels good. Blind squirrel. Yeah. Well, live it up, Chris. You don't you don't get things right often, so. Well, we can right. just go off off of the information that's given to us through the entry list, and he mm. was listed as the driver for the forty eight. That's so. true. Okay. He's listed as the driver for the forty eight this week too. Yeah, we'll see if that happens again. Huh? All right. Well, we don't have to speculate on that much because spoiler alerts. If he didn't already get it, he was eliminated. So. Um, the other thing... <laughs> yeah, it don't matter now. <laughs> yeah, it don't matter. Uh, I mean, obviously his health matters, but him being in the chase doesn't matter. So the other thing that was kind of big news, I think it broke like Thursday or something. It um, was Thursday. Yeah, it was that William Byron got his points, his 25-point deduction back, and instead of being fined 25 grand, he was fined a hundred grand uh, with no point deduction. So that changed the entire playoff standings at the time. Uh, made everyone's life a lot harder, except for Byron. He was like, hell yeah. So he went before the appeals uh, court. I believe it's the Motorsports of America appeals court. Is that what we decided it was? Anyways. It's the governing the body of NASCAR. The appeals court for it? motorsports. Uh, it's getting it's supposed serious to be an independent. 
arbitration group, but whatever. So he Cost goes him before 50K then. Cost to get back into seventh place in the standings. Well, I mean, it was worth it then. Um, he gets his points back. That changes a lot of the race. So pretty much all the predictions we made on the last week's show kind of went out the window with him in a way because we didn't realize at the time that he was going to have those points back. So, But from the looks of it, I think he probably would have made it anyways based on how the race went for him. So... Um, do you guys want to comment on Byron, uh, Amos, you want to say anything, whether the decision is right, wrong, you're indifferent, don't care. Uh, what do you think? Well, every penalty that NASCAR gives out is appealed. So even the, even the penalty of losing your crew chief for four races, when you lose a wheel on the track, cause your lug nut wasn't securely tight is still appealed by every, every organization. Now, 94. Five percent of all appeals are shot down but i read an article i was trying to find it um but what i read is that the governing body or the independent body read through nascar's rules and deemed that that was not their penalty didn't coincide with how their rule was written so yeah they increased the penalty the fine give back the driver's points probably owner's points if there were any assessed but then NASCAR announced the next day or later that day that they were going to amend that rule <laughs> so that they didn't have that issue now that it was pointed out to them that that it was it was written that way. So, um, you know, if you doesn't matter whether you like it or not, that's why you have the appeals process. Mm-hmm. The heavy hand of NASCAR does still have to answer to somebody, which I think is fine, um, even though, like I said, 95% of all penalties are still upheld so but you know whatever you gotta i mean that's a big deal like chris said it's 50 grand to get to seventh place but the organization's gonna make way more than that by continuing on through into the next round so oh yeah it, congratulations it was smart to investment yeah oh, right for sure yeah i mean they probably had their yeah. appeal filled out before nascar <laughs> even announced the penalty they you know what i mean so do you yeah. do you want to add any more chris to no i mean that? you know as we have said many times on this program, money talks, bullshit walks. Yeah, that's true. And in this particular case, money talked and BS walked. Yep. Don't hate the player, hate the game. They yep. are just playing the game. And I would also like to say, uh, like from my own point of view, uh, I think it was very reasonable, even though he said, yeah, I hit him. If you never had that clip, it's very reasonable <laughs> to say that he accidentally hit him, right? So, yeah. I mean... Say it all the time, right? Oh, my bad. I will hopped and got into him. Or, oh, yeah, yeah. I did hit him, but I didn't mean to. I didn't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can interpret that have stood all up different like ways. Del Sr. would have and said, damn right, I hit him. What are you going to do about <laughs> it? And I'll do it again. <laughs> yeah, I think that would have been the way to go, to just be like, oh, I, I don't know. So, anyways. All right. Um, so, that changed the whole complexion of the playoffs. Byron ends up making it through. Like I said, I think the points probably helped him, but he would have got through even without those points. Because this race, in... A short word, I guess, was pretty chaotic or a mess or well, actually, whatever words you want to use. Embarrassing. Embarrassing, okay. Up until the last two green-white checkers, mm-hmm. the the race was actually kind of humdrum as far as I was concerned. I was kind of disappointed because it wasn't your typical road race, you know? So you liked it more once it got crazy. Uh, well, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, like up until the last... What, 10 laps, I guess, uh, including yeah. the green-white checkers? I mean, nobody was punting anybody. There were mm-hmm. a few guys that spun out. But, man, when that curb came off, 
over there in the what do they call that thing? The chicane. This or little chicane, yeah. Chicane or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, when that curb stop, came off. Shall we say that chaos ensued? So, <laughs> yeah. Well, chaos was that's ensuing. That's why the curb come apart. Yeah, well, okay. That's pretty true. But whatever. It was a la Indianapolis all over again. <laughs> yeah, wasn't so, it? That was funny. What, Lugano led large. Uh, Lugano led pretty much the whole first stage, in a sense, because he qualified on pole. No, um, he, he didn't lead pretty much the first stage. He, he led lead all the of the first stage. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, and then Reddick and... Almondinger and Chase Elliott made up a lot of the lap leaders too. So none of those guys won um, at the end of the day, but that was the guys that were leading a lot of the laps. Amos, did you find it as kind of boring in a sense uh, before those last 10 laps or so, as Chris said he did? So I think I picked up the race in, I caught like a little bit, maybe a couple laps in the second stage. And then I probably picked up, in the early in the third stage i was not surprised to see who the top three drivers were chase elliott aj allmendinger tyler reddick obviously elliott and reddick are the been the best road course racers all year and Mm -hmm. aj won saturday's xfinity race and he's putting on a show because they're running full-time in the cup next year and he's a good road racer yeah so no I, i wasn't surprised i mean then obviously why would i be disappointed with my guy leading the race winding down after a great pit call to get into the lead so no i mean it yes honestly it it was i mean elliot was out to four and a half second lead he couldn't even before that pit stop it was like reddick was out like four seconds on aj allmendinger so yeah it was a lot of follow the leader and that's a lot of what we've seen this year in certain races so I mean, I understand that you got to dredge up drama somewhere, but yeah, to that point, it was pretty slow. All right, so the late caution causes chaos. Um, Kevin Harvick ends up out front with Almondinger, and there's Bell well, up that's there, the and one. Elliot. Uh, there's there's lots of guys competing, and on the restart, Almondinger forces his way up front. Uh, we have scar cars spinning out all over the track, leading up to the, all this, but. Almondinger forces his way up to the front. And I believe it was Harvick, or it might have been Elliott, that pushed him onto the grass and then proceeded to take the lead. I believe it was Harvick, because then Harvick's in the lead. Elliott's behind him, and uh, Reddick behind him. Reddick comes in, spins Elliott. Well, A.J. Almondinger run Elliott off the grass, and then it went well, there was there. there was multiple things happening, yeah, uh, regardless of who it was. It got very insane. Uh, then, like Chris said, that curbing comes off around the bus stop, and... That leads us to the overtime. They had to red flag the race actually to to repair the curb, and there was a slight delay. Uh, we end up with the overtime laps counting, and uh, Harvick's in the lead. Bell finds his w- self behind him. Fresher tires. Uh, I was actually thinking that he was going to bump him, and he didn't even have to. He just freaking passed him because I guess the tires made that big of a difference. And then Bell goes on to uh, win the race and go from pretty much dead last since Bowman wasn't racing. Uh, he was in last place in the points amongst the guys that were still driving. So of the 11 guys that were still driving, he was 11th. And then he wins his way into the next stage. So, Chris, uh, kind of chaotic scenes. Um, we'll get your thoughts first, then we'll go to Amos. What, what do you? What's your take on how the race ended itself 
the whole move that transpired with Briscoe, maybe some information about Cole Custer obstructing uh, Ty Dillon, I believe it was, to let Briscoe get those two spots and the sneak his field. way in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just overall, the end of that race, what were your thoughts? Well, <clears throat> the end of the race was so chaotic, it was kind of hard to keep track of what was going on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously. No, that's fair. And, you know, my personal opinion is I didn't see anything wrong with what Cole Custer did. Now, having said that, it kind of torques me that my guy, Kyle Larson, got bumped out. But then I have to, you know, look at it like, well, he did what he did whack the wall. Mm-hmm. He made a, you know, terminal adjustment on his car that took him what five or six laps to get fixed. He ended up coming out nearly in last place, and there just wasn't any time to make up any. You know, he couldn't couldn't make it up. Kyle Larson didn't do everything he had to do in order to solidify his position yeah. in the top eight. But at the same time, like I said... When they did the Debrisco, he had help from Custer. Well, well exactly. But he didn't. You know, he was, at, he was in it at the end. That's what mattered. But he was but still then, running so. at the end, and he was still competing at the well, end. Well, Larson was... Yeah. So... If Larson doesn't hit the wall, then none of that stuff even happens with Briscoe because yeah, he's exactly. too far out anyways. Right. But as far as Bell winning the race, what did you think of that aspect? Well, I mean, we talked about it last week that he was in must-win situation, and he basically did what he had to do to win. I mean, we thought he could win the race. I don't think MSU were as I said, maybe he's got a shot. I don't give him a big chance, though. I'm pretty sure, what'd you say, Amos? 1%? Is that who we were talking about when you yeah. said 1%? Daniel Suarez, um, 1% chance oh, d- yeah, yeah, so... Or uh, Ross Chastain, sorry. Yeah, so we didn't... Amos didn't give him a big shot. I think we talked, me and Chris, a little more about how he's had a little success on the road courses. I mean, let's be honest, he might have got a little lucky, or a lot lucky, with uh, the signage being in the road. It was a sponsorship sign, right, that ended up coming off the wall and being in the middle of the road. I mean, there was just, like Chris said, I've left out things that happened that we haven't even talked about yet that contributed to how this race went. It was just purely chaotic. So, Amos, you said it was embarrassing. After the race, uh, you were kind of upset. I think some of it has to do with Elliot getting spun out, but it also wasn't the best maybe look for the end of a race uh, with all the chaos that was ensuing behind the leaders. Like, everyone's spinning, crashing, ridiculous. I mean, even Logano got spun out, and he was, like, in the middle of the pack. So uh, what do you think? Okay. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. So, well, I mean, whatever. You know, NASCAR got what they wanted, right? Chaos, carnage. Somebody went through that wasn't going to go on and won the race. Yay, look good for NASCAR. All right, whatever. So first off, the... I understand the caution that they called to bring on all this carnage by the sponsorship sign being on the track. But in the same sense, it was a little weak sauce, in my opinion. It really wasn't in the racing groove. Yeah, I guess if there were two cars going through there side by side, maybe it would have caused an issue. But Well, what I thought, so just to add to that, what I thought was really funny with that whole thing was it, it, it warranted a caution. But the announcers on NBC were even like, well, I mean, well, yeah. It? How many cars? And then they're like, "Well, we, it should be." I mean, it really should be. So they like how talked many cars themselves into drove it. Drove by that sign oh. while NASCAR, while the NBC boys talked about it, and then NASCAR yeah. threw a flag. Okay. I just thought it was funny how they like talked themselves into right. being like, "Yeah, that's a flag." Yeah. So 
first off, I, in my opinion, a weak sauce, uh, caution, whatever. Changed the whole complexion of the race, though, right? Yeah. Because guys stopped and got tired. Some guys stayed out. Now And it bunched the whole field up. I, yeah. And so, you know, whatever on the caution, I feel like, yeah, Elliot did not get a good start. Um, AJ Almendinger got a phenomenal start. They that racing and and AJ did bump him a little bit and they were bumping each other so whatever but what Reddick done was absolutely ridiculous whether Elliot could have got back to the lead or not like he wasn't even anywhere near the racing groove in the move he was trying to make so you punt him out of the way and then just chaos ensues after that and then obviously you have a, another caution comes out because we have part of the track coming up again that's got to be a bad spot for NASCAR but I think, you know, and then you have the restart. Check, uh, Chris Bell blows by Harvick, runs out the race, wins. You know, then you have Chase Briscoe and Cole Custer with their little incident. And I guess Suarez and Corey LaJoy got into it a little bit because Suarez <laughs> was having issues with, believe it or not, power steering pump again through an elimination race. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, so that takes one of the playoff guys out, as did a tolling, takes out Kyle Larson. So, right, we'll talk about more of the playoff guys coming I, up. But I just think that, okay, first off, Chris Bell has been given two wins on road courses by NASCAR. Amos is still, at Chase Elliott's expense. You're still so now stuck I have on the another one, to, one. Yeah, yeah, of course, because he was Elliott was going to win that race until they call rain, and then out of nowhere, here comes Chris Bell. What do they do here? Oh, well, yeah, me. Sure, but it, it was. I mean, uh, and then even Chris Bell. you got to say so that Chris was, Bell gets that was two caution. wins. Thanks to NASCAR. Good job, NASCAR. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, whatever. You got to manufacture drama. That's fine. But at the end of the day, you you have Kyle Larson bumped out in the round of eight. You're yeah, defending champ. Okay. You have Daniel Suarez. No, round of 12. 12. Or 12. You have Daniel Suarez, who arguably had the best career year of his career. Mm-hmm. He gets bumped. Two of them guys. Based, now, you can say Kyle Larson hit the wall. You can say this, whatever. Yes, he did hit the wall. He did have to repair. But did if, if they would not thrown that caution, the field wouldn't have been as bunched up. The five laps might have not been a big deal. And Larson could have got back on track and probably moved on. Because Ross Chastain broke a toe link. They mm. went to the garage and basically repaired his whole rear end, and he still got on out on track in enough time to not make yeah, it as big a deal, he right? Yeah, like 37. Like yeah, he but literally my point was is, at the back. Sure, but he had enough time. So I'm just saying, you start all this off with a weak sauce caution, and then mm. it just goes from there. Every other sport in America, major sport, they rig the game so that their most popular teams, players, whatever, move on, right? What's NASCAR do? Ah, let's let that guy that ain't going to get through on points. Because let's face it, Chris Bell had a horrible yeah, round. But, but he had a horrible it, round. I don't yeah, care what you say. He NFL had a horrible round. He shouldn't have gone on. Chase Briscoe. Okay, Kyle Larson, Chase Briscoe. They both had pretty much the same season. I You, you want to see the face of your sport go through, not... Chase Briscoe, well, really? Shave your beard, dude. Comb your hair. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Like, you look at Chris, uh, Kyle Larson. Nice, neatly trimmed beard. His hair. You know, I'm like, I, I just okay. don't understand. So, okay, but conspiracy here's, here's the or thing. not, I still think it's embarrassing. So, there's no conspiracy. 
that's sure, for sure. That's okay. But Whatever. yeah, the yeah. thing the thing that I think we're kind of getting lost on here, as I realize the chocolate milk I'm drinking has been expired for a year and a half. Um, <laughs> I thought it tasted a little thick. Uh, <laughs> what the heck? The thing that we're getting caught up on is like Briscoe advances and and Bell pretty much just throws a hail mary and somehow it works out for him. But I still maintain that there's, and I've been saying this the last few weeks, hell, even going back to the middle of the season, there's only a few guys that are going to win a championship every year, right? Are either of those two realistically going to go on and win a championship? Sure, Because at this that. rate, Larson wasn't going to either. Like, we were talking him up, saying he'd make the Final Four, but really, I I don't know if he actually would have. I, I was talking myself into it. But you can't have NASCAR grow their sport by when, what people watching the first race of the year of the mm-hmm. Daytona 500 and the last race of the year at the in Phoenix for the championship. You don't grow a sport that way. I, no matter well, what you say, if NASCAR wants to grow their sport like like they say they want to do because we're moving around the all-star race, we're moving around the clash, we're trying to do all this other stuff, mm-hmm. we want to grow the sport... Then grow the sport. But, well, but this but is bring but it like carnage on I the could, track. You're uh, you destroyed race cars, right? Like we're, I could we're easily, having issues with that as it is. Yeah, well, that's so, a that's a whole other topic, right? That right. needs to be addressed. Single in the source parts are causing chaos, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they're having problem getting all these parts. Yeah. All I'm saying is, my opinion. I watch most of the major sports net that is in America. Okay, you're you're. You're, you want your popular teams to move on, whether you love them or like them. Like NASCAR wanted Kyle Busch to move on. They did. He's, he's Whether you like him or you hate him, he brings people to put in the, in the seats in the track. He sells merchandise. He well, makes people watch so, the, the sport. Nobody's watching for Cole Custer, who's been running 30th most of the year, has his teammate hold up the field so he can gain the spots. You know what I mean? People were more enthralled in what was going on with Kyle Larson and the issues he was having. They're like, he won 10 races last so this year. Is, He's not doing it. Like, what's going on here? If NASCAR Chase really who? if NASCAR really actually cared about that, like you say, though, they wouldn't have the format, right, that we have now. And there's been lots of people complaining well, about the format online. But I would just like to point out that this format and what happened Saturday – and what happened in the last cut race, and what happened at Daytona before the playoffs even started, this is exactly what NASCAR wants. Because I yeah. think, in my opinion, they actually think this is what is going to help grow the sport the most, is drama, storylines. Well, me- Kyle Larson, your defending champion, can't even make it through the round. Look at Chris Bell come from pretty much dead in the water. How many points was he down? Like 31 or something? Yeah, yeah. To win the race and move on. So... Like, I get what you're saying, Amos, but I don't think NASCAR is actually thinking about it that way. I think they're thinking about it from the standpoint of, this is great. I love what just happened. Well. Because, let's it, let's face it, they don't actually care that much if Kyle Larson yeah. wins a championship or not. You can see all those Kyle Larson shirts in the stands. Yeah, they don't care. At least that's my opinion. Here's the other aspect of it that you got to remember. Given where Cole Custer was running at the time, mm-hmm. which is 24th, if it hadn't been, and I maintain, if it hadn't been for NBC covering this race, no one would have seen what Cole Custer did. Because yeah. normally... Well, the focus was on Briscoe, for sure, towards the end there. Huh? Yeah. Normally, you're covering the leaders and the changes for the leadership, and who's going to win, and that kind of stuff. And here we are, a guy running 24th is getting all the headlines, you know, because he supposedly blocked a couple guys to advance his buddy. 
I, yeah, I'm sorry, but I think this is just another example of the crappy coverage that NBC gives us because well, they're doing exactly uh, what you said. They're trying to create drama. Yeah. Yeah. They create a drama uh, with their whining about the caution. Yeah. yeah, out of basically nothing. Well, know? this is the thing. This whole controversy with what's going on with Cole Custer and how he's being investigated and everything, uh, it's really easy to figure out if he intentionally did it or not, right? Go to his in-car radio. If his crew chief said something to do, like in that sense to do that, that's all you need to know. And But if nothing was said and he just did that, whether it was intentional or, you know, just helping my friend but, out, see, you that's can't the whole penalize thing. him for that because there's nothing against the rules that it's actually like says William that, right? Byron, right? Where that happened on the track, I mean, nobody, you can't sit there and tell me. It's plausible deniability. Well, yeah. I mean, they they were going into the chicane. Hell, I I had to slow down. I had to slow down. NASCAR's pulling that off his car, telemetry. All that's braking, gas, you know, throttle. All that is is computerized. They're bringing all that in. <laughs> this so is, let's say this is going to be another one of them penalties that NASCAR is going to throw at Cole Custer that gets and the and the <laughs> and the sanctioning body is going to get overturned when it goes to appeal yeah. because they're going to say no wait a minute yeah no you where does in it that say car. in the yeah unless it was explicit team orders it's not against any rule is it exactly. no there's no there's no, no rule block for a team teammate orders. yeah. No. Well, so this is the thing. Okay? I mean, if they come out and they penalize him they after could, the fact, I'm sure there's so a penalty this somewhere because you can't just be going down the road or the track and just lock up in the middle of the back but stretch. Lock up. Well, you know what I'm saying. I'm using this as an yeah. example. We're in Daytona. Your teammate's leading. All of a sudden, you just throttle down, going down the back stretch, and wad everybody up. Mm-hmm. Is it a? It's probably not right, but I, there's got to be a rule somewhere in it. So. So this is the thing. Let's just say, and I don't think anything's going to happen. That's that's what I think. Because I think there's, number one, I don't think he did anything wrong because I don't think what he did was wrong in the first place. Even if there's some rule against it, that's a dumb rule. Um, but let's just say he gets in trouble, right? And I don't know, they fine him. What are they going to do? Take the the positions away that Briscoe gained on that pass no. and then Larson's going to be in the playoffs? No, they like, already you said... You can't penalize Briscoe if that's what Custer They did. already said that there'll be no change. The field set, if Custer gets penalized from what they say he did on the track, it's solely going to be on the 41. Nobody, there'll so, be no changes in the top eight. What, what, what like difference will it make, to. though? You know, Well, it makes a huge difference. Where, where's the cutoff race for the play, for the championship? The last it's in Martinsville, Martinsville right? Yeah. Okay. Let's face it. That's going to be a follow the leader. There's going to be no passing at that track. Okay. And let's say you do have a car that can pass a couple, and I mean, let's look at it this way. Chris Bell again is needing a win to move on, and Martin Truex is running thirtieth because he ain't done crap since he got eliminated, and all he has to do is roll up in front of the race leader who's. I don't know, Joey Logano, and slow him down so that Chris Bell can make a pass. It sets a precedence is what it does. I mean, you can't, you can't not... Yeah, I haven't seen... You can't not at least investigate it because the, with the way this car is and how hard it is to pass and how important track position is, it, you, you, you have to. 
even if yeah. he gets penalized or not, it doesn't matter. Is mm. Cole Custer even relevant to the chase? Well, he wasn't until he slowed up and ran everybody off the track. So it's it's more of a precedence that yeah. you can't let that go. Well, this is the thing. I don't. He didn't cause a he didn't cause an accident, and Briscoe drove it in hard. Uh, and initially, when I watched, it, I just thought that Briscoe was suicide bombing it into there. Like I didn't even think twice about, oh, Custer probably slowed down. And then you get thinking, like, oh, maybe he did. I don't know. But it's so hard. I mean, I think it's too hard to really judge either way. So okay, two questions before we move on and talk about the guys that uh, that got eliminated and then who's moving on. Uh, and we'll try and make it quick. So first off, uh, Amos, do you think anything like this, what happened, like all the chaos, how it got really bad? Uh, in overtime um, with everyone just wrecking each other. Because that was just a mess. Do you think it would have been that bad if that curb would have never been taken out? Oh, yeah. They were wrecking on the restart before that. So Tyler Reddick's poking his nose outside the racing lane and bumps Elliot off into the grass. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, him and Elliot and Red and Almondinger leaning on each other first through the first few laps. Hell, they were wrecking before the start-finish line yep. in the middle of the pack. But let's face it, these idiots have been racing like this all year long. I mean, we yeah. dropped the green flag and somebody's punting somebody into the wall or Talladega. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't, con- I don't think that the playoff format's wrong. I like it. I don't think. I'm not saying that what Reddick done was wrong. I'm just like, that was stupid. And, of course, it upsets me because it's my driver. Mm. But they're going to do that crap racing for a stage win in Richmond in May, right? Yeah. So you're not going to fix that. And and it's you're racing at the highest level. There's all kinds of money involved, sponsors, points. I mean, look at Martin Truex. He missed out by three points from making the chase, right? Yeah. Why? Because – and this is just a single incident, but it's one that comes to my mind, because Ross Chastain bumped him in Dover and pushed him back in the finishing order. There's three points, right? So, I mean, we're in Dover in whatever month that was, and they're beating on each other. Okay. So, no, what what happened at the end of the race? Was I, gonna that was going to happen, yeah. I mean, right. when they called that caution, yeah, they're lucky they were able to finish the race, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think so this is what frustrates me when we have these results in races like this. I just don't like when one of the best cars on the day that hasn't even been that relevant wins a race. Yeah. So, and there I were, yeah. and I know it's like kind of cool cuz of the storyline, but there were definitely four good cars on the day and I think Reddick was the highest finisher amongst the four in like ninth or something. Yeah. So AJ Allmendinger was. Oh yeah, I guess in he the actually, top yeah. five. Never mind. Reddick, higher. Sure. Logano, Elliott. I mean, that was your top laps yeah. leaders right there. So. So Chris, do you? I mean, this is my personal thing. Oh, is it my turn? <laughs> uh, this is my personal thing. Do you want the Roval to stick on the schedule? Absolutely. Oh gosh. Okay. Amos, do you want to come to my side here? Say, get that crap out so of So I don't care if the Roval stays, but I think it would be wise for NASCAR to shovel, 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 <laughs> shovel their shit because they don't want that. Um, no, I think what NASCAR needs to do is shuffle it a little bit. I mean, you can't have Talladega and the Roval back-to-back. I just don't think that's... But where you put it, it I is, don't know. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying that I know how to fix it because, what, you had Bristol in the first round. You're going to have Martinsville in the round of eight. So mm. unless you just completely move it out of one of them tracks, out of the playoffs. But I don't know. I just want I, and I don't know if you can. I, I don't just know want, if you can I just want it. the Charlotte Oval 
like it's a much better race well, than this Roval. Crap. So here's the deal. Yeah, keep keep going. So here's the deal. Everybody, all the fan base. Mm-hmm. I won't say everybody, but the fan base was calling for a road course in the playoffs because they're saying, "Look, we run road courses during the year. Why don't we have a road course in the playoffs?" Fair enough. Well, yeah. okay. So here's the problem with that. You look at the road courses, and most of them are in the northern states, Wisconsin, New York. I mean, the actual road courses. That we have now. Yeah. So There's one south and one out in California. Yeah. I don't know if you want to go out of California in the playoffs. Well, and then Daytona. But the point is... Yeah, but we don't like that one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but we don't like the roll either. So, okay, they want a road course in the playoffs. But when you look at where the road courses are at and where the playoffs are when the playoffs are happening, mm-hmm. that's a dicey deal to schedule a playoff race at Road America or Watkins Glen or even Sonoma in California so, because the weather could go south on any one of those tracks this time of the year. Yeah, you wouldn't think Sonoma, but it but could. There's, huh? there's yeah, rainy, it could. Rainy oh, yeah. weather, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's road courses in the south that we haven't been to Well, okay, much so there's a, there's a fantastic road course at Road Atlanta. Atlanta. There's one in Birmingham too, right? Yeah. And, well, yeah, yeah. Have, there's one in Alabama. Right, in yeah. Alabama. So the you point could go is, to Miami? I mean, I, whatever. They I could just, bring a course into it that's yeah. farther south. There's probably some down in Florida that would be fantastic. There's probably too. a road course in the Carolinas like Possibly. already, right? Possibly. I don't but know. I my just, point is, you know, this comes back to the politics of NASCAR, mm-hmm. you know? Bruton Smith, who's no longer with us, bless his soul, he was one of the founders of NASCAR. I mean, he was one of the movers and shakers all along. Mm. So are you going to take two races away from Charlotte and replace them with one from some new upstart track? So this is the thing. And then how much are they going to want to spend to have one race a year in the playoffs? Yeah, but you've practically... Two NASCAR standards, Cup Series standards, right? You've practically already taken away that race from Charlotte because it's it's not the Charlotte race. Well, no, but it's it's at Charlotte. It's at Charlotte Charlotte Motor Speedway. But it's it's on the road course track, and I just... I don't know. I just... If we're going to do a road course race, I want it to be on an actual track designed for a road course, not an infield track that we use as a... Road course. Well, that just you, isn't entertaining to me. If you get right down to it, when you start looking at the Roval, it's mostly an oval with a few right hand turns. Yeah, yeah I fair, mean, yeah. like the back, like the back stretch is the only thing that breaks it up. There's from that being that three quarter. Yeah, yeah. Well, and look, this is. I know there's a lot of people that like the Roval, and I know you guys enjoy it. Like definitely more than me. It's just my personal thing. I just don't like the Roval, and yeah, I get what you're saying with people want a road course. So if we're going to have a road course in the playoffs, I'm all for it. But let's go to, like, an actual road course, you know? Like, there's okay, there's then, road course we haven't been to that you could add to the then schedule. Then it comes back to the whole, you know, the bucket of money. What yeah. You know, is Road Atlanta or any one of the courses that we talked about that's in the south that could potentially handle a race yeah. this time of the year without weather problems, you know, are they going to want to spend the kind of money to bring it up to a NASCAR yeah. standard? And, yeah. and that's millions of dollars Sure. to host one race yeah, a year. Sure, but we got one race in Pocono now, right? After how long of having two? Yeah. Well. So yeah. there's one race in New Hampshire. Um, was there multiple? Vegas picked up Vegas. two. Yeah, like it can be moved Dover around. only has one. So I would just prefer the Roval, the, the Roval to go away and the Oval to be... On the schedule. I mean, that's all. 
Look, I so. keep thinking about, you know, like when 9-11 happened and they canceled the, the New Hampshire race, mm-hmm. you know, and they ended up having, a, what was it, the weekend of, the, of Thanksgiving or the weekend after, I can't yeah. remember which, but it was like 35 freaking degrees when they waved the green flag on that race. Nobody was happy about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody. And that's the problem you're well, facing when you start running these tracks up north. Yeah, no, I, I don't think we'll go up north just because of the weather and the time of year. So it's just my thing. I'm sure the Roval will stay around for a while, and it's whatever. Um, just not my favorite. Okay, so let's talk about who got cut, unless you guys want to say anything more about the race itself. Amos, have you vented? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. I mean, we're going to start talking about guys that got cut, so I'm sure i got more to say. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you good? Oh, yeah, I'm great. Okay. Uh, we'll start at the bottom, work our way up, spend... How far to the bottom? Um, well, just the last 12 here. Oh. Well, we don't want to go all the way. You really want to go back all the way to uh, no, Harvick no, no, here? No, no, no. no. <laughs> all right, so Harvick in this, right? No. <laughs> Harvick was told by NASCAR, get out of the road. We want Chris Bell to win. Oh, man, I just oh, knew I was going to get... I knew that, I was going to get past with Chris... you think that Chris actually happened? Hell, yeah, I think that's what happened. <laughs> All right, the conspiracies yeah. are back. Anyway, next, who are we talking about now? All right, at the bottom was Bowman. <sighs> There's not much to say with Bowman. He didn't too even race. Too bad that he missed because um, of concussion. Look, last yeah, week... too bad, but I... You know what? Last week, I, I said made the said he was going to have problems. I didn't think he'd have health problems. <laughs> last week, uh-huh. I made the prediction that Bowman was out of that car for the year. Do you think it'll still be for the rest of the year? I don't think you'll he you didn't see him at the Roval. You're not going to see him in Las Vegas, I don't think. Okay. He might be back for Phoenix, but I, boy, I strongly doubt it. Guess we'll see. I, I mean, I, we're only talking four races and this thing's over. It's going to be a long month. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot better win this thing. Uh okay. Um <laughs> for so your yeah. case, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so Bowman goes out um it's it kind of whatever with Bowman. I would rather he would have messed up and been in the car instead of had a concussion so I could make fun of him, but now I just can't. It's just not the same. Uh, it's, it, it'd be a really low-class individual. It's fun of a guy that's, you know, eyes are like Marty Feldman's right now. Oh, here we go. See? Chris will take care of it for me. <laughs> Looking right, at two different on. people at the same time. Austin Sendrick gets eliminated. Uh, he, was, he was actually in a decent position, and then I think he overdrove towards the end, trying to fight for spots. And he ended up practically spinning himself out because he was being a real idiot. Well, and um, I predicted that Austin Sendrick was going to be a victim a of his own yeah. overdriving thing. He was a maniac towards the end. I mean, he tried, but it didn't work out. Um, Daniel Suarez, obviously we, uh, Amos, I believe, was the one that addressed the power steering problems that he had. That sucks for him. I mean... It might have been tough for him to get out of this round after Byron got the points uh, deduction overturned that put him below that cut line or right above it. I don't remember. Uh, he was he was right on the bubble either way. And so that made it just that much harder for him. And then you add this problem on top of it. It well, kind of sucks. Didn't help that he tried to adjust his car off of Corey LaJoy's either. So. That was a fun, well, was but fun I, too. I, <clears throat> by the looks of the conversation they were having at the end of the race, Pretty sure Daniel Suarez felt like Corey LaJoya was trying to use his four Suarez's four tires to make this you can. 
Just saying. Okay. There was the album like, dude, there. He's getting after it. So Suarez goes yeah, out. Well, okay, uh-huh. as long as we're talking about that. I know you're trying to move the show no, on. No, you're fine. But <laughs> we're just running, you know, 20 minutes to go, that's all. <laughs> Look, I appreciate the fact that NASCAR makes their drivers available to the fan base and that they can get autographs and post races. You know, everybody gets in there and talks to their driver and yada, yada, yada. But mm-hmm. I got to tell you the truth. The parents of them two little kids that were in the middle of that whole LaJoy Suarez thing, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, oh, Lord, this is going to get bad. And Suarez took the time and signed the autographs, yeah, but I'm did. sure it was like, <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. Go away. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that's probably a good conversation, too. Cause oh, yeah. Leg- like, so we've oh, been, it wasn't we've been co- watching the uh, We've been watching the documentary series on USA, right? I don't know how many of you watched but in the first few episodes, Suarez is a big part of it, and then LaJoy is a big part of it. And not to be too mean, but LaJoy's like crying the whole episode because <laughs> his team sucks and he, he wishes he wasn't. Yeah, he wishes he wasn't with them. And then, you know, Suarez has his broken English, which I enjoy a lot personally. He's becoming one of my favorites. I bet that was a good conversation. Corey's trying not to cry. Suarez, you can like oh, hear yes. every other word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because LaJoy wasn't saying much. It was Suarez and a lot of fingers and hand gestures and briskly walking. Uh, yeah, I'm like, dude, this is good. Why are we, wor- why are we interviewing know, Chris great. Bell in the yeah. victory lane? Nobody cares about him. We want to see the fights. All right. Uh, Kyle Larson goes out as that last guy to miss the line. Unfortunate. Okay. Uh-huh. Did anybody really think he would make it to the Final Four? Yes. By the way he's been racing. I talked oh. myself into like, it. I talk, okay, I, yeah, but I'm honestly. Like, I'm like Ty. I talked okay, so, myself into it. So what? It. We well, looked at the last 12 drivers and like we're like, well, He's got to make it, right? So this is where I've kind of been, right? I've been on the Elliott, Hamlin, and Logano train, and then I just I don't and, want and Chastain in there, right? Who's your fourth? So I'd yeah. be like, ah, yeah, Larson. And I just thought he would turn it on at some point, and I really thought he's going to show up at the Roval, have a good race. He was having a potentially, great race until he bounced it off the wall. Potentially win, right? So I thought he could make it. Like, if we got into this next round, he had two really good shots to win. Yeah, but there was race. just like, there's like you know, Chase Briscoe moved on. But there mm. were so many guys that had the one win yeah. that were just like glimmers through the year of good things like like yeah. Larson, Briscoe, Reddick, Suarez, like all these guys. And it just whose flame was going to flicker brighter in the, in the chase is who's moving on, basically. Just, Larson, so I know... Chris thinks him hitting the wall, you know, that's a that is a self mistake, and I agree with that. But at the same time, man, why is that car so fragile in the back end, people? Yeah. I mean, I know he hit the wall, but ugh, it's a real hard way to go out yep. when you're racing so good and you just make that one mistake. So, but what do you do? Okay, anything to say about these four guys um, that you want to add before we talk about who we picked to get cut and compare? It, it wasn't that great, I'll tell you that, Chris. Anything? No. I mean, I was totally blown away that Christopher Bell won the race, which he had to do. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, final inning home run, clutch-filled goal, you know, whatever you want to call it. It was luck. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, fine. NASCAR, give it to him. Yeah, that's what I call it. <laughs> okay, fine. He won. He's in the final eight, or the round yeah. of eight. Yeah, final eight. So... And yeah, I'm bummed that Larson didn't make the advance. You know, didn't advance. I don't hold out a lot of hope for Chase Briscoe advancing to the final four. Well, I didn't think he'd get this far. I thought he'd be out in the first round. So yeah, I didn't either. 
he's just snuck his way in. Uh, yeah, I mean, that is worth saying. If Bell didn't win, he would have been out and Larson would have been in. Yeah. Fairly comfortably, too. Like, yeah. I think he had like an eight-point gap to Suarez. So yeah, four or five, yeah. He like, would have been in. He would have been fine. Um, but, hey, Bell just made the right call and it worked out. Uh, Amos, should we review our picks? Or do you want... Anything more? Don't no, say I'm anything good. more? Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm good. Go. All right, so going back to uh, the start of this round, we made our picks before the Texas race, who would be cut, and let's review them. Amos, you had Austin Cedric. Very Chick. good. Chase Briscoe. <laughs> Close. Should have been. Ryan Blaney, who exceeded our expectations. Yeah. So, you know, that sucks. Uh, for you, at least. All of us, but not sucks that he got on, but... I don't know why we picked that. And then William Byron was your fourth pick. He probably, I mean, he might have went out. He might have not. I don't know. But the points being reinstated helped him. So one out of four. Yeah, you know. Should have been two. Probably should have been two. But whatever. All right, Chris, you had Austin Cindric. cry over a year and a half expired milk. Well, I am about to. Um, Ryan Blaney. Come on. Luke's been knocking that stuff down like it's candy. Gross. Uh, Ross Chastain. What about it? Oh, Dude, these are my your guys. Picks. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you missed that one. And uh, William, or not William Byron. What's his name? Bowman. <laughs> Alex Bowman. Boo. <laughs> oh, okay. So two out of four. Two out of four. Better. Huh? Better. Uh, all right. I had Cindric one, Bowman two, Blaney. Didn't get it. Ross Chastain. Uh, so you got two, two. Why do we all pick Blaney? Can anyone remember a good reason why we actually he did Because he hasn't had a win the entire season. Yeah, yeah well, but I, I have a... Stayed pretty clean. When we get to Blaney, I have, I have a... Stayed I'm pretty clean throw that round. I have something to say about Blaney when we get to him, so don't pass me by. Okay. Well, let's talk about our final eight. Uh, we've reset the points. The playoff points earn... Excuse me. The yeah playoff points earned throughout the playoffs will also be added to the scores. So, Elliot still has this huge lead. He's got 20 points over Lagana right now. So, we're at 4,000 plus whatever playoff points you got. So, starting at the bottom, we'll work our way up. Chase Briscoe in eighth, sitting at 4,009. Who thinks that he's got a shot of the final four? No one. Crickets. No, I don't think he does at all. Chris? Boy. It'd be such a long shot. <laughs> I mean, it'd be. Well, he'd have to win one. He'd have to. He'd have to pull win. out a win yeah. in one of the next three races. I see no other way for him to move on except winning. Yep. And his best chance winnings this weekend. Okay, my um, opinion. He might we'll be see. okay at Martinsville. I don't think. I don't think he but qualifies. To- but see, here's the problem. He's been qualifying like crap lately. So I don't you Martinsville. I read it. I read a little quote by Chase Elliott. Where he qualifies may be where he finish. So okay. qualifying is going to be king at Martinsville. I think Chase's best chance is Cole Custer wads up the the field <laughs> at Vegas and gets him a win. All right, uh, Denny Hamlin in seventh, wow. sitting on four thousand thirteen, thirty three points behind. So this is what I think uh, with Hamlin. I think he, out of the guys remaining, he's probably like got the best chance at every track to actually win a race. 
Maybe Elliot, I guess you could say, is also in that boat. But I wouldn't look at any of the other eight guys, seven guys, and say they could win at every track. But I think Hamlin can. Uh, Amos, do you think I'm far off on that one? Well, no. I mean, Hamlin is the threat to win at any track. It does, yeah. I mean, there's every track we go to on the circuit, Hamlin can win. And isn't it really funny that Hamlin has been, other than, you know, check, adding somebody to his list that the, oh, where were we, Texas? And Byron <laughs> to the list. He's, yeah. he's had like a super quiet chase. Like, but he's doing just enough to yeah. just keep moving on. Um, and accruing, accruing a few playoff points yeah, here and there. I just, so. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not warm and fuzzy on Elliot, or uh, Elliot, Hamlin making it out of this round. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm, I'm not either. But he, I, like I just it. don't think he's making enough noise. You know what I mean? Like he's just not. No, no, no. no. Who I is? disagree Who is? with that. Who, he's Hamlin? making all kinds of noise. It's just none of it's productive. <laughs> well, that's true. But yeah, I mean, but I but really. Yes. So this is my. I agree with your evaluation. He could win at any of the next three tracks mm-hmm. for sure. My prediction is that he'll win at Martinsville, and he's in. Move in. Yeah. All right, uh, William Byron, 4,015, 31 points behind. Um, Ryan Blaney also on that 400, uh, 4,015, 31 points behind. So, Chris, William Byron maybe gets a little help with the appeals process, gets some points back, gets into this next round more comfortably. Uh, how do you like his chances in this last round, maybe going for a Final Four spot? Is he maybe that other guy? No, I can't see it. You don't see it? Nope. This is where his luck runs out. Yep. I don't think they can buy him away into the final <laughs> four. Uh, you got to think he'll do okay at Homestead, though, potentially, yeah? Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, the reality is is he was pretty racy at the Roval at the first part of the race. He was running, what, second to Logano for mm-hmm. a long time. Qualified yeah. well, yeah. Yeah, qualified well. So It's like I've said many times in the last weeks, I just can't. I can't get a handle on what to predict with these guys anymore because it just it's it's getting to the point where it's there's a lot of competitive guys except for maybe one. So yeah. his best chance is Martinsville. You think Martinsville? Well, he had uh, that I, many laps. I think in Byron's the best race. chance is Miami. No, yeah. Byron. Yeah, Byron. Oh, yeah. sorry. Okay, Byron. I think Byron's best chance mm-hmm. is Miami. Byron's and you best say chance Martinsville. is Martinsville. Okay. Well, I mean. I think he could win either. Let's see. Uh, Ryan Blaney, Amos, you said you wanted this one. So what's your great prediction okay. with Blaney here? So Chase Elliott, if I, I didn't really do a lot of research, I should have. I didn't realize we were doing the show today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I feel like Chase Elliott was basically winless until Martinsville and Phoenix the year he won the championship. And he just got by in points. He had a good mm-hmm. solid chase. He just kind of finished well. Just kept moving through, and did what he had to the last two races. I, I'm not saying that this is going to happen, but man, that's Ryan Blaney is like really. That's what he's doing right now. He's getting by. He hasn't won races. He's gaining points. He has a few. Like I think he'll be all right in the next couple of races. So you, what you're saying is he's going to win Martinsville. Well, I keep saying everybody's going to win Martinsville, <laughs> but he has, like, you only have one I don't know, here. like, he, he'll he be he'll be sporty in, in Vegas. I'm not sure how Penske does at Homestead. For some reason, I just have not watched that track very much. 
And yeah, I think he should do okay at Martinsville. But all I'm saying is he'll probably win a race in this round to move on. Mm. And then the way he's been running, I wouldn't count him out to win in Phoenix. All right, so uh, just quick clarification. Elliott won twice in the lead-up to the playoffs, won three races in the playoffs, won the championship. He won he Martinsville won. and Phoenix, yeah. He won three races in the chip in the playoffs. In the playoffs, mm-hmm. which one so did he, he win? He won the Roval and then Martinsville and Phoenix. Oh, so, so. he won in the last several rounds. Yeah, yeah. He did most okay. of his winning late in the year. But that's my point. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Most of his win with Blaney, most of his wins are going to be late in the year. That that's the way. I mean, he's he didn't have a great Roval race, but I think these next four races will be. Okay for him. So everyone's winning at Martinsville, from the sounds <laughs> yeah. of it. Everybody's winning. <laughs> Chris Bale's our next guy. He's in fourth right now after the points reset. Um, him getting a win helps him move up from seventh or maybe maybe sixth uh, up to that fourth spot. Gives him a little more cushion. He's on 4,018, 28 points behind. Everyone's chasing Chase Elliott, obviously. Um Chris, do you think Chris Bell can find some more magic in this round? Uh, is the experience finally going to catch the lack of experience finally going to catch up to him? I mean, he did get lucky in a way to be here. So was that his that was his luck, and now it's gone? What do you think? Joe Gibbs' cars always run well at Vegas, as a general rule, and they always run well at Miami, as a general rule. I don't give him that good of a chance at Martinsville. He's not going to be the 18th winner at at uh, Martinsville that we picked out. Uh, but I, well, there's only eight <laughs> options. Well, I mean, I guess not only, but... I, I give him his best chance at either uh, Vegas or Miami. Do you think he's a realistic shot for the Final Four? Realistically? Mm. Mm, nope. No. But he's here, so we'll he's see. He's here, all right. We'll see what NASCAR. He's there can. now. Right we'll see now. what NASCAR can do to get him moved. There you the go. He misses convinced. They're trying to push Bell on everyone. Um, Ross Chastain in third, four thousand twenty-one points, twenty-five points behind Elliott. I just don't know what to think about Chastain at this point. Um, he had some weird results through that the playoffs so far, and in my opinion, I think he's pretty happy to be where he's at. All things considered. But I don't know how high his confidence is about moving to that next round. If it comes down to it, he's not going to have any friends, and these tracks are traditional powerhouses for our traditional teams, right? I don't know if he wins any of these races, and then I don't know if he gets that fourth spot if he's not a winner. What do you think, Amos? My opinion is the carnage of cars that the first of the year catches up to him in this round. It It kind of, I mean... He really hasn't had that great a chase. He had a couple couple finishes, top five finishes, I think. But he's had just as many 30 or worse finishes, too. So I, you just can't keep – I mean, honestly, Chase Elliott's the same boat. You can't keep using up your mulligans mm-hmm. and expect to move on. So Well, um, Chastain has 20, 20th, 7th, 6th, 13th, 4th, 37th. Yeah, I feel I, like it I, might be running out for the watermelon. I do, man. and I, I mean, I think he's kind of been on a downward trend for most of the second half of the year, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, like I told you, watermelon's out of season right now. Yeah, <laughs> it, I, I, I agree with Chris. I just think, I just think he's <sighs> luck runs dry. I mean, he's doing fine. He's racing fine. He's staying clean. He's staying out of trouble. He's getting great experience. 
track houses, they're what they've done this year has to just blow them away on on what they thought they were where they thought they were going to be. Yeah, but yeah, I just well, luck is only going to carry you so far in some instances. Here's the other thing too, with the elimination of Daniel Suarez, now track house can focus all of its attention on Chastain's car. So if there's any weak of, points in what's been going on with Chastain's car, they can maybe. overcome it, you know, in the next three races. Yeah, but I don't know. I just don't know if they're that big to overcome it. I well, feel like he's. But just, I, I agree with what you're saying. I feel like he's running out, but at the same time, if he makes the championship, I'm like almost not going to be surprised either. He makes championship. He runs over 36 cars to get the win. I know. I mean, that's, that's, I'm a little nervous know, and, about that. And their pit road. I know. Pit crew. I can like, see it all now. Turn four at Phoenix. Watch the field up and goes on to win. Yeah, Comes I down pit road you, and takes out all the tire changers. And <laughs> I, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm hard on oh. Ross yesterday, but whatever. It's not like it's. So Hamlin did promise us that at some point he'll, he'll get back at Chastain. You have to imagine it's got to be in this last round because that's yeah. it's going to really sting him. Just mm. anyways, yeah. we'll see. Okay, Logano uh, in second, four thousand twenty-six, twenty points behind Elliott. I'm going to say it now. He's going to win this weekend. He's going to lock his spot in that final four, and he's going to probably just take off those other races. Not care as much. Maybe do okay at Homestead, but you know Martinsville's whatever for him. He's going to be so, getting ready for Phoenix after this Sunday. So let me see here. So now we've got three different winners at Vegas. At least six no, different No, no. I said I got I got one. What we've said is their best chance. Best chance. <laughs> we got six different winners at uh Martinsville. Nobody's winning a homestead though. That's the thing we have. And we got five there. guys that are going to win homesteads. <laughs> so somewhere along I don't know who's going to win that one. <laughs> no, I get, Harvick. Your, I get your point. Um Anyone disagree? I I honestly 100% believe that's what happens because that's, so if, that's if, his track. If so. Joey's going to get a win, Las Vegas is probably his best bet because he has won there so many times before. Especially lately. Amos? Especially lately. So if you, you know, we're, we're down to Logano and Elliott in how we're talking. We kind of passed Hamlin because he's had a quiet chase. But these two drivers, Elliott and Logano, pretty much have been the only drivers that have led laps in nearly every race in the chase, right? So this last round, Chase was leading at Texas, lost the tire, put him out. Obviously won Talladega, led 30 laps at the Roval. Um, he had, Chase had a great, first, you know, decent first round. Logano's kind of been the same way, maybe not as a flamboyant, I know I said at the beginning of this round that he was going to kind of make a bigger splash. I predicted a win in this round. Hasn't panned out he for him. He almost won Texas. Yeah. But, you know, he's just uh, kind of in the same fashion as Ryan Blaney. He, you know, El, or, uh, Logano, when he won his championship, it, w- it was just kind of one of them come out of nowhere type wins. And, and mm-hmm. he just was consistent. He was leading laps. He was qualifying well. And... uh he can, he can win at any of the last four tracks. I, I really, I think there's a lot to be said with what you said, Ty, with uh, winning in Las Vegas and then just kind of focusing on Phoenix after. But that's not Logano's mentality. He wants to win the next four races. Well, you know what yeah, I mean? I agree, but I know yeah. what you're saying. But yeah, I, I really, this race, 
and how Logano and Elliott qualify and race and where they finish, I think kind of is going to give you a real more clear view of what we see over the last four races and potentially the championship race. All right, Jesse Elliott leads it, uh, 4,046 points. He's got a big gap all the way back to fifth place, Ryan Blaney, uh, 31 points. So I will, it probably stands to reason that you could say he's going to move on to the final four, even if he doesn't win a race. Uh, assuming that he doesn't have a problem, which has not been the case in the first two rounds, he should go he's into these move on. three races not wanting to lead laps. Oh, okay. That's probably so that he doesn't bad get advice, but okay. or NASCAR throw a caution flag or you know whatever. <laughs> so he'll make it in that next round uh, by all measurements. Chris, do you think he has to win? If he doesn't win, he's got to make some stage points. Okay, I'll put it that way. Amos, in all of the next three races, all of them. Yeah. Okay. He's got to get stage points in the next three races if he doesn't outright win. Which I think he can probably do. I mean, Vegas should be good for him. Homestead, eh, we'll see. And Martinsville, yeah, he should be okay. So he can win. And I don't think he has to, though. I think that they just go into this next round with the same thought process they had entering the chase, entering the last round, entering this round. They just got to qualify well. Lead laps if it's available. Get points like Chris says. Take where mm-hmm. you, what points you can when you can. Strategy. I really think uh, I think Vegas probably not so much. I, we're coming back to the second time. Drivers have a good grip. Homestead and Martinsville. I think it's going to be some strategy. I think you're going to have to kind of do something different than the rest of the field in order to be out front at the end. Which is and on top of that, have a good car. So. um I'm, I don't think he has to win, but I think they get a win and just, you know, I think it's just like Joey Logano. Okay. They want to win all the races. Like, he's pissed because he didn't win Sunday. You know, he ran off the NBC camera guy while him and White, William Byron were talking. Like, that's not Chase Elliott. Like, that's, mm. like, usually he's like, yeah, but I'm sure he was like, Arr. so well, I'd be mad, too, after that debacle. Yeah, but I think, I don't know. He doesn't have to win. He's got a good cushion. He can't. He cannot have any more mulligans. Can't have a Texas. Can't have a Darlington. You know, mm-hmm. that's just he does that. He'll be in trouble. But uh, yeah, I think I think Joey Logano and Chase Elliott kind of set the tone for this next round. Honestly, you know, I don't. I don't know if it's definitive, but those have got to be the favorites to win it all at this point. I wonder what the updated odds are. We'll have to but, check out it. I mean, it's de- it's definitely Elliott for sure. And the only thing, the only reason I say Logano could win is just some late season momentum, and he does all right at all these last four tracks. So, okay, let's pick our cut cars for the round of eight. Oh boy! Uh, so tell me who's gonna get cut, not who the championship four is. We'll just make the inference later on. Um, who you got? So, Amos, we're gonna start with you. Who gets cut in the round of eight? think we all have one for sure. Um, okay, so I think Briscoe probably goes this round. I think I think Hamlin goes this round. Oh, no. He has to make a splash. I think Chris Bell goes this round. And I think 
probably it's where it gets a little sticky for me between Chastain and Byron because I don't like Chastain, so I wouldn't care if he got bounced. I don't necessarily care for Byron either. So, but I don't. I'm not like if he wins, I don't care. Throwing a little shade there, a little bit. Um, you know, but I just think that I think Byron used up all his good luck in the last round, and in this, I mean, let's be honest. When he come into the chase, he he was not performing very well, mm-hmm. and he's exceeded expectations up to this point. So I just think, yeah, I think Byron is probably pulls a Kyle Larson type deal. <laughs> Doesn't make it. All right, Chris, who's your four out? Okay. So I want to agree with Amos on Chase Briscoe, but the problem is, is the Miami race is the Dixie Vodka Four Hundred. Oh gosh! And that's who sponsors Chase Briscoe's Dixie uh, Vodka. No, I think he's they're on the forty-one. You sure? I'm. Yeah, no, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure. Okay, well, anyway. that? I'm mostly sure. All right, my bottom. The inside jobs happen in those. What you're saying? Yeah. Okay. My bo- <laughs> <laughs> shot me down on my conspiracy early, and now we got conspiracy going for. Well, a that was a better on. one because if it's the Shell Las Vegas race, then Logano's winning. Um. Anyways, keep going, Chris. Okay, my bottom four are going to be Chastain, Byron, Briscoe, and Hamlin. Chastain, Byron, and Hamlin, huh? Hamlin. No faith in Hamlin, you guys. Okay. Hey, Denny has proven to me so many times that if there's a way to lose, he will find it. Yeah, but he's got to get to the point where he can win in order to then lose. Therefore, he has to get into the championship. He's not going to make it. That's that's the rule. Okay. Uh, I will have Chase Briscoe. Lucky to get this far. See ya. Uh, then it gets a little tougher. So I'm going to say Bell definitely used up his good, good luck in that last race. He, it, Let's be real. He shouldn't be here, in my opinion. So thanks for making it this far and screwing over Larson. But you're out. Uh, now where it comes down, well, I, rats that went that conspiracy theory. Everyone knows that I got Elliot Logano and Hamlin, and you need a fourth to make four, because three doesn't make four. No, it doesn't. Depends on how you feel but about that answer. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't matter, in my opinion, who the fourth is, because none of them will win. It's going to be one of the three. So, Chastain, I don't know where he can win. Blaney's got the best shot to win one of the races, and Byron has the second best, in my opinion. So, if I'm using my great logic, it's going to be Chastain and Byron. And Blaney, for some... Like, he's going to take a miracle, but he's going to make it in the championship four with not winning a race. Because I don't even know what race he's going to win, but he's going to make it in, probably on points. And then uh, then we're all going to have to be like... Man, I hope he doesn't win the championship because these people <laughs> that hate the format will be pissed. <laughs> yeah. Well, the only lose. way he's oh. going to win the format or the Phoenix, the only way he's going to win the championship is if he wins Phoenix. Wins. So wins. here's my great insight, okay? Yeah. Um, Logano this week, Hamlin next week, Elliot at Martinsville, and then Blaney gets in for points total. So that's where I'm going. All right, let's make it hey, our... super quick. Uh-huh. All right. Odds favorite, Chase Elliott. 250. Denny Hamlin, 350. Kyle Larson, 550. Obviously, this has to update. Joey, 600. Blaney, 700. Chastain, 700. Willie B, 2000. So, anyway, 
That's that of course, will obviously change. See, I'm going with Hamlin. Wow. I, I know. Put I know bucks the on Byron and he won a race. One, no, that's the championship. Oh, championship. even better. Uh, okay, let's. We don't need to talk about Vegas, right? Everyone knows the uh, banking is no, unique. No, let's not talk about Vegas because uh, feel bad. I'm excited for the race. This is one of my favorite races on is the schedule. <laughs> so that's where we'll open up the round of eight. Uh, Amos, you're sitting on 31 points. Chris at 36. I'm at 39. We won't recap our picks from last week because we're running behind. So make your pick for winner and pole sitter. Then we're gonna get out of here. Winner and pole sitter, huh? That's just, all we're well, picking right now? Well, because okay. we just made our cut picks. So. Oh, okay. Um, wow. Okay, so wiener. Hey, you know what? I'm just going to go with uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney. Oh, Three no. weeks in a row, baby. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yes. I am, because I really think this is the best chance to win, and I uh, can't jinx my guy. I don't want to jinx another <laughs> guy, and... Uh, I don't think I can jinx Blaney because he has nothing but bad luck anyway. So, yeah, Blaney. And uh, pole sitter. Should I just make my pick? Yeah, go for sitter? it. Yeah. Uh, pole sitter. I say uh, out of sheer irony that uh, Larson wins the pole. Uh, yes, I like the pick. It's like yeah. when I picked Kyle Busch and he wasn't even close. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Larson races well. I mean, yeah. he... No, it's a good track you know, for him. So. Yeah, so... Okay, Chris, winner, pole sitter, who do you got? Uh, my winner is going to be... Oh, crap. I'm going to pick Logano. What a horrible pick. Because <laughs> yeah, you wanted it. Yeah, it's my pick. And my pole setter is going to be, I'm going to go with my tried and true, Christopher Bell. Oh. Chris Bell. So Amos won with Tyler Reddick last week, just so everyone knows. Oh. Um, so he Chris Bell. Was this? This is like three weeks in a row for Bell, for uh, for Chris. So that's nice. Man, our our picks are so boring. Everyone's very like, Ooh. well, no, I yeah, uh, you know, I'm not trying to be boring. I'm trying to get points. So if I'm going for yeah, no uh, if Logano's not on the Good table, Lord, is there going to be anything left? Yeah, it'll be fine. If I'm going for Logano and he's off the table, that means the only other option's Elliot. Um, he always seems to have kind of bad luck at Vegas in a way. Something always seems to happen. And then he uh, isn't finishing as well as he was racing. So, pole sitter, uh, I will go with Logano, though. So, he's just going to dominate the weekend. That's my prediction. All right, give us the weather update, Chris. It's going to be sunny, 85 degrees. Oh, See, I didn't even yeah, have to. Damn. I didn't even have great. to look. We should be there. You know I didn't that? even have to look. All right, um, this race is on Saturday, October 9th. No, sorry, Sunday. What? I just said Saturday. No, Sunday, Sunday, October 16th, 2.30 Eastern. Uh, it's going to be on oh, NBC. And there is a 15% chance of rain. Ah, it won't rain, It though. won't happen. So be sure you tune in on NBC, and then uh, we're going to break down what happened next week. And I look forward to Homestead, Martinsville, and Phoenix. Only four races to go. We got a month left in the season. It's crazy how fast it's flown by. Wear my hat two weeks in a row. Gosh. All right. uh, We'll get out of here. You guys should tune in next week. Thanks for sitting through some of these longer shows. And I hope you guys are enjoying it. So really appreciate you guys tuning in. All right. Have a good rest of your day. Peace out.
Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Electric Sports Talk. Join us in future episodes as we discuss all things U.S. soccer, collegiate sports, mixed martial arts, motorsports, the NFL, MLB, and the Olympics. If you enjoy our content, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, or shoot us an email to electricsportstalk at gmail.com. Be sure to rate and subscribe. Thanks for listening.